You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode 101. I found out that I am the worst manager of all time of myself. You know, you, sometimes your biggest strength or your biggest weakness. Well, I can manage 400 people, but I can't manage myself for nothing. This is game changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc., brought to you by Investor Grit. My name is Cody Hoffheim. And today we have a rock star rhino out of South Carolina. He lives in Greenville. This guy's name is John Bowen, and he's married, has three kids, one grandkid, and he has only been part of the tribe for about five months. But in talking to him, something started to turn on about the last two months, and he's gained traction, and momentum has come to help him along the way. And so this gentleman has really started to just make massive amounts of money in wholesaling. And so he's going to share his story today. So those of you listening for the first time, we're talking about wholesaling, where we find deeply discounted properties over and over again, so that we can then turn them for huge profits. And John is going to deep dive one of his deals. In fact, his very first deal and why it meant so much to him and how that first deal has led to his success over the last couple of weeks and over the last couple of months. So with that being said, John, let's bring you on. How the heck are you, my man? I'm good, Colby. Thanks for having me. I love it. I love it. Let's kind of get into this and kind of maybe fill in the gaps a little bit about uh, maybe your background and kind of what you did maybe before wholesaling and why did you pick wholesaling? <laughs> well, uh, a little bit about me is that I've been in the same business for 30 years and uh, it came to a point in my life where I wanted a little, little change and I've always loved real estate and uh, uh, checked out a lot of individuals and uh, yeah, you know, Tom's, Tom's system, your system is what appealed to me because I don't have to go out there and worry about money and and inventory or anything like that. I just got to find off-market properties and find buyers. And uh, I said, geez, that's got to be pretty simple. So let's let's do this. This sounds good. <laughs> and then you probably <laughs> quickly notice, you're like, man, it sounds simple, but it's not easy. <laughs> no, you better roll up your sleeves and have a hard hat on because uh, it, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of organizing, you know, and, and uh, you guys share that. And uh, to get... Try to tell anybody just follow the steps because you it's it's important to to have the buyers list. It's important to follow the marketing campaigns because it, it's and it's a game of inches every day. You feel like you've got a little bit better system going, and that's the way I felt. I you know I've made my mistakes. I said, oh man, I got to back up a little bit and follow the steps again. Then I make a mistake and then I'd go forward again, and and it can get frustrating. But I realize it's not my expertise, and and. Uh, and learn from them, and you go on, and you go on, and but it's not something that's easy. But once you once you get in and you get a feel for it, then it starts. Uh, as you guys say, it starts flowing a little bit. So, John, you nailed a you nailed a key point here that I want to share with them, and that's the fact of 
you're going to make mistakes. And I think for listeners out there, Rhino Nation, I know you've heard us say this enough. I know it's kind of like sometimes we're kicking a, a dead horse on this, but truly, if there's if there's something that's very unique and very much in common with all the students or with all the people in wholesaling or in any career, by the way, not just wholesaling, the successful people have one thing that's uniquely in common, and that is they're willing to go out and make mistakes. John just said it. I went out there and made mistakes, and then I have to step back and see where I could have done better, where I could have gone right. But really, it's 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 having uh, kind of a system in place to lead and guide you, but that doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. You are going to make mistakes. In fact, you probably hear this a lot too, John. We don't, we don't, we don't teach education. Education's cancer. We teach teach action, but we let action be the education. We let those mistakes be the only education really that's part of wholesaling. Yeah. You guys create the template, I call it. You guys create the template and uh, it's up to every listener out there to create its own uh, path, you know, and everybody's different. Everybody's personality is different and how you're going to approach people and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I I knew that uh, going into this, I said, you know what, Uh, you know, you're going to make make mistakes and uh but to just be honest and uh, uh that's one thing that i've done i've just been honest and upfront with everybody i've talked to and uh it's got to the point where uh you know other wholesalers now are are, are sending me deals and uh and uh, it, they just appreciate the honesty and, and you know people People out here in this business, you don't have to worry about wearing a suit and tie or anything like that. It's just be yourself. And everybody knows it's, uh, you're going down the same path that they did uh, years ago. I agree. I love it. I love it. I love it. Those are great words of advice. In fact, uh, we're, we're joking a little bit. You heard me laugh because Sean Alexander from Rhinoceros Success, he spoke at our event in April. And he basically just said, I remember seeing this guy in this blue suit and tie looking great, going to like a job interview. And he says, and then I looked at myself and here I am in shorts and a t-shirt. And he says, and I'm ever bit as dressed for success as this guy is. Cause I'm an entrepreneur and I own my own business. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of exactly. Nice. There's, there's very few meetings I go to that I'm not flip flops and a ball cap. So I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so let's go into this. Cause here's the thing. We talked a little bit beforehand of how your first deal was so big and, and, and really um, the last couple podcasts, you'll probably hear something that I've said multiple times because I just love the concept. And that is it just takes one. It only takes one. And then pretty soon it starts this snowball effect. So let's kind of go into your first deal. Let's start it right from the beginning and let's break it down granular for our listeners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's true. You know, it, it, you know, was I skeptic? Yeah, I mean, uh, it takes one, takes one, you know, but I just had it in my mindset that, you know what, I'm going to follow the procedure. And uh, uh, what I did is I just took one of the, like uh, you guys recommend, the high equity uh, list, and I did a high equity absentee owner, and I kind of went on to uh, Trulia and found out uh, um, areas that, uh, I call it heat maps, whatever, and uh, uh-huh. found out what's what's moving and what's good. So I sent out the mailing, and, and the mailings are not going to come back uh, like within three, four weeks like I was. I mean, I was staring at my phone ready for, you know, the phone to ring and it didn't happen. And <laughs> what I said, were you okay, mailing out when you wrong. said the direct mail? What what actually did you mail out to uh, this high equity absentee list? Yeah, I, and I ended up mailing the white card uh, that the uh, looks like a handwritten card. card. Okay. Yeah, I love it. and that just, that right there, that card right there, I've got more responses from than anybody. 
so I recommend that uh, to anybody that's out there listening that uh, use that card. It's fantastic. And uh, the gentleman called me up. It's been uh, uh, he was he was in Georgia. He called me up and you know. It, it was his dad's property, and before that, it was in the family for years. But he didn't really—he's never been here. He didn't realize what he had, and so he just called me up. He said he got the postcard, and uh, you know, he and his wife are willing to get rid of this property, and uh, it was a big chunk of land. And Tell me what you, uh, you, so he gave me a. Why was he willing to to sell this? Was there some like motivating when you asked him why he wanted to sell? It? Was there anything specific or particular that sounded motivating that you're like, man, this actually could be something? Well, yeah, and basically what I did when he first called, uh, I just did a lot of listening. Uh, I, I did a ton of listening until I found that sensitive point with him. And uh, it came to the point where his taxes, they were paying taxes on this property every year, and and they've never even seen it. And nobody in uh, their family, uh, their kids wanted it because they didn't want to uh, pay the taxes on the property either. Sure. So, sure. Uh, so I, you know, it was it was basically a lot of listening that I did at first because I figured he's calling me, so uh, I know that, uh, that there's a reason. Well, so, there's a key uh, word right there. God gave you two ears and one mouth. Use it proportionately, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, and you know, once somebody's talking and spilling the candy on the table, just just let it go because they're they're calling you for interest and they're calling you for help, and uh, you're actually gonna like you guys always uh, present is uh, you're creating a win-win for them. You're helping them, you're helping us. And and, and, and so I just did a lot of listening and uh, come to find out uh, once I, uh, I didn't even look at the property, tell you the truth. I said, well, let's just, what do you want for it? And he told me that. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll pay you that. I didn't. So your first, like right out the gates, he tells you a number and it already sounds good enough to say, hey, yeah, let's, let's go together. Let's, let's, let's make this work. Yeah, because you know I'm gonna you know, like you guys say you got that due diligence period, and you can go back and look and and say oh okay well it's not really worth that so which I did I went back but to him and said this, though, yeah. as you're talking though like is this something although maybe you didn't know a hundred percent about it maybe you hadn't driven out to the property but was this something though as you're looking at it that you can already see though that it is a deal or is this something like hey I have nothing to lose I'll just put it under contract and then go look at it. And, and like, I mean, was there anything that also made you think, you know what, those numbers actually work? Well, I, I knew the size of it. It was around 10 acres. And uh, being in Greenville, that's hard to come by. So I just knew that all I had to do was find the right people afterwards and uh, uh, get pointed in the right direction that this, this property would sell. I, my gut told me, a great deal. And although I knew nothing about the deal, nor have I ever sold land before, I just knew that Greenville was hot and be careful sales sign up because it's going to sell. Now, so uh, tell me this, John, real quick to kind of stop you just for one sec. Is there, was there anything unique about this at the beginning, like about this property? Was it just raw land? Was it plumbed land with uh, lots divided on it? I mean, was there anything uniquely right from the phone call that, or when you're on this phone call, were you just thinking, I'm going out to a vacant piece of 10 acres? That's basically what it was, Cody, to be very honest with you. I didn't know. And, uh, but what I ended up doing, I ended up going down to the town before I even saw the property. After I got it under contract, I just went strictly right downtown to the uh, recorder's office. And, and I asked, what do I have here? And they go, oh, you have an old mobile home park. This is licensed for a mobile home park. Holy smoke, so it's our and then now, I, this is where your gold starts to come forward. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when the heart started pumping. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a goal. Oh, point. mama, it's already zoned for a good something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the buyers won't have to worry about getting it licensed, zoned, nothing. This is already done, turnkey. So, I had it under contract uh, for 39. Well, he actually was asking 46. I went back to him, told him that I, I could actually probably move it at 39, and he agreed to it. Okay, and, so 39,000, um, you go to the city, you find out that, holy cow, someone dumped like a cup of sand in your hand and you're thinking, what am I going to do with this cup of sand? You start sifting and all of a sudden you find out there's a couple gold nuggets in that sand. This is what you come across. Yeah. From there, what yeah. does it look yeah. like? What do you do instantly from there? Well, what I didn't instantly do is I say, okay, uh, I'm going to put this on Craigslist because at this time I really didn't have a team built yet like I wanted. I, I had it in place, but I was changing people in the canoe. Some people weren't paddling in the right direction like I was. So I had to change it up several times. And uh, so there was no consistency. So I just, just put it on Craigslist and uh, immediately a buyer came forth and uh, without even hesitating said he'd take it. But then all of a sudden I had two other, three other calls that came from buyers and, you know, they, I, could have gone into a price war, but I, you know, I gave my word to this guy that okay, you got it. And and uh, I, if I would have just said, you know what, let me uh, let me stew on this for a little bit and and waited, I probably could have got a lot more than what I got out of it. But I'm a man of no greed. I I look at it like this is a great opportunity, and and so I said yes initially right off the bat, and uh, and I sold it to him for uh, fifty five. Fifty five. From a thirty-nine, so a sixteen thousand dollars, but bigger than that, John. Sixty. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know it's coming. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so we've got the victory bell. Hold on, sixteen thousand dollars. You go out there, and you said they called you from marketing it, or did you have to reach out to these individuals? No, I just put it on Craigslist. That's all I did is just put it on Craigslist and. Uh... The neat part about this is that I got a 10 buyer list from just putting it on Craigslist. I mean, I got 10 good cash buyers by just putting this property on cash, uh, Craigslist. Because people were calling. Ultimately, you went with the first one, but all these other people were like, hey, next time you come across this, like I'm ready. Absolutely. In fact, and uh, so I've met with every one of these potential buyers. And uh, now it's uh, anything I got, I just... I, I now have a good VA and, and we're sending out marketing campaigns and it's starting to roll. Like you guys say, it just start, start, starts to roll. Well, though, the good thing is though, John, not only does it start to roll, but it starts to roll because you continue to put money back into that marketing channel. Because we, we always talk about this and it's so key, but how many people maybe slip and fall when they get their first check and like, oh man, this is amazing. We're going to Disney World. And then they come back and their their business is at a halt again because they also killed yeah. that that funnel going into marketing. And, and one key thing that I've realized with you is you continue to put forth that faith, knowing that oh, you've yeah. got to take a yeah. chunk of it, put it back into marketing because marketing is what makes the phone ring. Having the phone ring is what gets you on appointments. Going on appointments is what gets you contracts and contracts is what ultimately gets you paid. And it's just a cycle over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, exactly. And then for all the listeners, just do what Cody just said because it ha- happens. It happens. Was there any like, uh, tell, tell me this, was there any struggling moments? Because this is the good side, right? We break down a deal, but I also want to help our listeners understand, even with the good that really comes with wholesaling, even though you can make a great amount of money, what were some of the common maybe struggles, some of the common uh, trial moments? 
Well, I, I, for the, for this deal, it was it was pretty cut and dry. But um, it, you know, the, I guess the struggling point for me was um, you know when a, when a buyer comes in play, sometimes they'll come back. Well, this this particular buyer came back and says, "I don't want to pay you this much for it. Uh, I'm gonna." I'm going to pay you this much, you know, and I've never had that happen before. And uh, so I struggled with that because, you know, uh, and I got, I, now I know that can happen. And I said, okay, you know, and without replying to him quickly, I simply just said, you know what, I'll, I'll give you a call in a few days and to say, you know, and, uh, and he goes, well, why can't you talk to me now? And I said, I just, you know, I said, I need to think about this. And uh, so needless to say that night, the buyer called me back up. He goes, We've talked about it. We'll take it for fifty-five. So, in other words, he was trying to, you know, get the get the price down a little sure. bit. You know, he's an investor too. But, he's but trying first, to get the best he can get. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I learned from that moment. I kind of got off the phone that night. And I'm like, do I reach out to these other buyers? Uh, what do I do in this situation? Do is there a hotline for Cody? Is there a hotline for Tom? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so I, I looked at the bat phone and it wasn't ringing. So I said, no, I got to think of this on my own. But, um, you know, that was a struggling part for me. And then all of a sudden I did a double close uh, on this. Uh, and I've never done a double close before because I didn't know what I did not want to, uh, both sides knowing what I was going to make on this particular thing. So, yeah. so I did a double close on it. Yep. Yeah. So you buy it, turn around and sell it. I love it. That is a phenomenal, phenomenal way of doing it. But is there any other things like when you look at like your day-to-day, like are there certain things that would resonate with some of our listeners that, hey, these are some of the challenges you're going to face, but you can do it. If John, if Cody, if Tom, if anyone else can do it, you guys can do it. But what are some of those day-to-day challenges that you've just got to continue to push yourself knowing that, hey, but if I keep doing it, this will happen? Well, that's it. I mean, it's it's about um, having a lot of confidence in the system and, and spending the money when you don't have any money coming in. That one, that's one that I really struggled with and my wife struggled with, you know, and uh, said, uh, okay, I see you marketing, but that phone is not ringing. You know, that, Oof. you know, it's all about leads. It's all about leads. And, you know, that, that'll get you tight. That'll make you go to uh, the weight room and, and just pump iron for a few hours. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, I just, I mean, that's, that's, that was the, uh, the crushing thing for me. And, and, and the other thing for me too is, you know, uh, you know, people that say they don't have time, uh, Heck, uh, I manage 400, I'm the manager of 400 people. And my phone from my day-to-day job rings constantly. And, and so you really got to, I found out that I am the worst manager of all time of myself. You know, you, sometimes your biggest strengths are your biggest weakness. Well, I can manage 400 people, but I can't manage myself for nothing. Welcome so to the life to of every manage. entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, so I just realized that, uh, uh, you know, I had to go back through some of the modules and some of uh, the uh, YouTube events that you guys put on the episodes and and look through that on how to manage myself. And then all of a sudden you step back and you go, hey, and how could it be better? And that's what I did. I, I found out I'd write things down that I did poorly through the day, you know, and how can I get more efficient? And so, and it's still not there for me. And it probably won't be in, in five months, but I can see light at the end of the tunnel that can become a system and uh, you just got to have faith in it and you know the phone will ring uh, i'm telling you the phone will ring if you uh you know just trust the system i love it i love it i love it so if you were to think back and there's so many of our listeners that are 
looking to get consistent. There's so many of our listeners that are looking to actually get into wholesaling. Maybe they're working a nine to five, or maybe they're in between jobs, or uh, maybe they just don't like exactly what they're doing, but they are trying to find a love for wholesaling. If you were to start over again, what would be the one gold nugget, the one word of advice that you would give these listeners? Uh, for me, because I have a job, I, I would say get a VA, a good VA. By VA, you by the way, it's a, virtual you, assistant. Virtual assistant. Yeah, I'm sorry. And um, but you you'd have to get that to, to help you with your day to day. They can scrape your leads. They can get you organized. You tell them to create the system. They create it. That's what's helped me. I mean, the first few months I was trying to be a one man rocket show, and that that I had more paper strong and sticky notes and yellow notes all <laughs> over the place here that that had an arrow to this note and that note, and it was just terrible. And ever since I got a VA uh, virtual assistant, uh, I, I can actually see a light at the end of the tunnel. What do you pay for like a good virtual assistant? By the way, as you're listening to the virtual assistants, virtual assistants, there's a lot of people. We have virtual assistants that live in the Philippines and they're phenomenal. They're amazing. And the pay that you can pay them an hour is an amazing pay per hour in their country. And so what does a good virtual assistant look like when hiring one? Oh, well, you know, you want to have somebody that, uh, um, you know, I, I send them a task to go look at See what you know. You got to have some real estate background for one, and so I'll let them. I my thing was to, and I went on to uh, our, our site to, to look at what. And, so, and I can't remember the individual, but the individual put a good uh, testing uh, as far as uh, getting a response from a VA. And I took bits and pieces of that, and I, I simply just uh, had a VA say, okay. I, you know, I want you to go give me the average sell price of this home and look on Zillow, Redfin, uh, Epraisal, or some sites, and uh, come back and tell me what this property is worth. And and then I they always had to be uh, uh, familiar with Excel. Yeah. And I don't really care about I don't I didn't care about the language barrier, uh-huh. but I just uh, I wanted them I wanted them to be able to scrape leads from Craigslist, uh, enter uh, ads into Craigslist, and. Uh, uh, but that's basically it, and you know, and going on to Zillow and, and uh, you know, scraping for sale by owners or or anybody like that for rent people, you know, like you say, you know, it's the greatest place to find a buyer is go to the for rent section. Yeah, and uh, so and what yeah. does that cost so about an hour that, for stuff uh, like that? I pay four dollars, four dollars an hour. Four dollars an hour. Like listeners, listen to this. Like here is a man that is so awesome to share with you his weaknesses. That is a that is a good leader right there that was willing to share his his weaknesses, but then tell you the solution. Hey, I'm weak at managing myself, but guess what? A virtual assistant's not, and you can get this all done and managed for you for four bucks an hour, four dollars an hour. That's phenomenal, and that is if yeah, I can I, add I, to it, that's great. I have heard now sending out offers by by email and uh, um, SMS. I mean, she sends out offers. I give her a formula. She sends out offers. All that's I care awesome. about is a callback or an email. <laughs> well, that's absolutely awesome. So now looking with that advice comes maybe some strategy. What is a good book that you have recently read that you could suggest being a great book for our listeners to, listen, uh, to actually read and maybe implement? Well, I, I think the, the the first book that uh, I read, uh, oh, it was the uh, the one that uh, oh, about tithing. Oh, the four um, spiritual laws it, of prosperity. It's, yes, yeah, and uh, I'm a Christian, and I believe in that. And things did not happen to me, and this is just take it as you may. But things didn't happen to me until I until I started giving back more more tithing. 
then all of a sudden things happen. And the first thing we did as a family when we got the $16,000 check is that we tithed. And uh, and then, uh, of course, I, I like uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, that uh, kind of puts you in perspective of uh, where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you read that book, people, because uh, that kind of just educates you as where you want to be uh, now and in the future. That's awesome. Well, John, I want to thank you for deep diving this deal with us. I want to thank you for sharing the gold nuggets, the words of wisdom, your going back to day one, what would you suggest, your book. This stuff will help our listeners get one step closer to their first deal, their second deal, third deal, wherever they are in their journey. I know there's something our listeners will be able to pull from this. And I want to, I would personally want to thank you for being on our podcast today and sharing that with us. Uh, thanks for having me, Colby. You guys are great. Okay, brother. I know you're probably going to be right back to the holy smokes chaos of wholesaling and getting right back into this. So I will let you go, my man. But again, thanks again. And to our listeners, thank you as well for coming onto this podcast, listening to it. If it's something you've liked, get onto uh, iTunes and give us a five-star rating. If that is something that you feel like we deliver content that is helping you get closer to uh, your first wholesale deal, we would love the reviews. We'd love to see your questions, comments that you have for it, that we can make this better. We're all ears to make sure that we are delivering the number one podcast when it comes to wholesaling. And also, if it's something you are looking to be part of the tribe, please go over to our website. That's wholesalinginc.com, wholesalinginc.com. And you can go over there, play around on the site. You can look at, listen to our podcast from there. You can click on testimonials and see what students are doing across this whole nation that will inspire you to do something as well. Um, you can also book that call with us, with our team. And if we like what you have to say, we just might invite you to be part of the tribe, which, which leads me to our last point. If you are part of the tribe, our new website is up for the live event coming up in January, and that's in Orlando. So coming up in Orlando in January of 2018, we'll have our live, live event, but you have to be a tribe member to attend. And if for all tribe members listening, go over to Wholesaling Summit, WholesalingSummit2018.com. So WholesalingSummit2018.com and book your seat so that you can join us live in Orlando. Until next time, Rando Nation, take care. And it's been an absolute pleasure being with you. See you later. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.